0: Hey friend, you're in for a real treat today. I think my special guest and I were sisters separated at birth because we both have a passion for Jesus and a mission to help busy Christian women use our time like he did. Erin Harrigan is a Christ follower, wife, empty nest mom, entrepreneur, author, coach, and speaker. And I love her story in a nutshell. Ambitious woman gets lost on her way to the top, finds herself on the ground and unfulfilled, looks up, finds Jesus, and he says, why don't you let me drive for a while and you hold this map, the Bible. After some struggle and a lot of redirecting, aka pruning, he says, now, go share this map with my ambitious daughters. Yes, now do you see why I wanted you to meet her? As busy Christian women, how we use our time really starts with redefining hustle. Listen into our conversation. I know you're gonna be blessed and stretched to think and do hustle different. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? You try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes, yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian Time Management Coach, Priorities Protector, and Recovering To-Do List Girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half-present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time energy or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what He's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Erin, so excited that you are here today and helping us to redefine hustle. Um, Say hello, just maybe kind of tell us something about yourself that you would want us to know.
1: Sure. Well, it's an honor to be here. I know we've talked about this for a while, and I love how God crosses paths. So I am a Christian wife of 29 years. I'm an empty nest mom of two 20-something girls. And I've been a driver's driver achievement chaser my whole life. And God, Jesus got a hold of me in October, 2014. And as we all know, that changes everything. So that's really what's led me to helping women understand that God made them ambitious, but he did not make them to work the world's way.
0: Oh, I love that. Tell to give us your list of how you described yourself that had ambitious in there. I want to hear those words again. Yeah. Uh, Driver, striver, achievement chaser. Ooh, (laughs) I am like right now, my heart is going, yes, that's me. That's been me, right? By the grace of God, it's not me all the time anymore. Like it used to be. I know that's part of your story. And yet I feel like this is what we see, you know, women struggling with um, all around us because we have a culture that tells us keep doing more, keep hustling harder, keep, you know, adding more to your plate right now. I'm actually leading our book club through the book. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And that was, has really been a coming to Jesus book for me because he really, he says it very simply, but very matter of fact. Um, so, you know, so just, I have that in the back of my mind as I'm thinking about you and your message and your whole, this whole idea of redefining hustle. So let's start by defining it. I'm an educator by trade. So i like to just kind of start with a working definition. Like how does the world define hustle? Um, what, what, well, what does that look like?
1: You know, it's funny because I was doing some research on this last fall as I was getting ready to, to shift sort of where I had planted my flag in what does it look like to be an ambitious woman doing business God's way. And here's the thing is that um, the first definition of hustle is to proceed or work energetically or rapidly. Okay. So, that seems pretty positive. Like it's not overly aggressive, right? But then when you dig a little deeper, the second definition of hustle, this is from dictionary.com, is to push or force one's way to jostle or shove. And most of the top definitions, whether it's a verb or a noun, is all about the aggressiveness the frantic energy, the, like, I like to say the roar of like, go make it happen, boss babe. Right. Mm. So we've been misled. No surprise there. Right. That hustle has this negative connotation. And in fact, I have a, I have a big cup that says hustle to your haters to ask if you're hiring. Ooh. Right? And so, yeah. Right. So just think about that for a second. Like, is that working for God or for men? Hmm, Right. (laughs) That just can't, thank you, Holy Spirit. So this whole idea of hustle, the definition is, is so warped, but the thing is us ambitious women who were made this way by the Lord, who were given specific talents, gifts, skills were not made to work in chaos. We were not made to work in that frenzied, frantic pace, but where we get stuck is we're really not sure how else to do it, because this is how the world has defined all of it. My story, you know, I grew up in and out of poverty, so money and and working hard and making things happen so I could have a different future very much shaped the, the pathway that I took. I got into the corporate world. I spent 30 years in corporate, uh, about 22 before I started my own business with a multi-level marketing company. And even as I was shifting my focus from corporate to what was my side hustle and then became my full time, even in that environment, while I was pursuing this side hustle to have more freedom and quality of time, right, to better redeem my time, which you talk about, I was still confronted with this hustle mentality and like, you got to make it happen. You got to do it now and you got to go to the top and all that noise. And the thing for me is that I like to be active. I like to be busy, not in like a negative way, but we kind of are adrenalized by the hustle. The problem isn't the hustle. The problem is how we define it. And we lose that first definition from dictionary.com. And so that's what I have sort of planted my flag in to say, wait a minute, no, 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 we can do this differently. Oh, and by the way, we can emulate Jesus as we do it.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, and the word that came to mind was what value are we attaching to our hustle? Because like you said, hustle in and of itself, unless we assign a positive or negative with it is just working towards something with intention. Really? That's right. right. But when we assign our value to it, and this is where I think I fell into, and I think a lot of maybe Christian women, especially struggle is we, I'm not valuable unless I'm hustling. Right. Mm. And so then I'm doing it, like you said, for the wrong reasons, it's not to serve the Lord, it's to serve myself. It's not to build his kingdom. It's to build my kingdom. Right. So right. let's talk a little bit about maybe even the specific struggle that Christian women have around hustle, because we hear the two different extremes. We hear the world extreme of, like you just said, keep going, do harder, make it happen. You know, like go, go, go. You can't stop, or it's going to fall apart. And then we have this way other you know, end of the spectrum, that's like the anti-hustle. Oh, I'm against hustling. I don't do hustle. I, you know, and they make you feel bad and guilty. Like you're not really a believer if you are hustling in some way. So let's kind of talk a little bit about that struggle that we as Christian women are having around this.
1: Yeah, it's really this tug of war as I've started to see this anti-hustle movement begin to emerge over the last probably year or two. I I see us having two different issues that, that we're challenged by. There's the issue of us naturally ambitious go-getters, right? My friend Krista Hutchins calls us um, go-getter Jesus girls. I love that. We know that we have a mission or maybe we think we have a mission, but maybe, you know, we're a little disconnected from our, our faith integrating with our business and we don't really know how to do it any other way. So then the natural opposite to that is, well, I'll just stop or I'll just rest. But then there's all of this fear and, shame and guilt that comes up with that because, you know, A, the enemies at work, there trying to spiral our thoughts, but B, all, you know, we want to honor God in what we're doing. So we struggle there. And that, that sort of leans us, you know, kind of like, oh, no more of that frantic aggressiveness, but like it's anti-hustle laying down on the couch and eating bonbons, right? Right. The second, the second side, the second piece that I see Christian women struggle with is, well, am I supposed to work? Like, did God really give me this? And I don't know that I'm equipped and qualified to do this. And that also can bring in a whole issue with money, right? Like, Oh, I shouldn't be charging for this service when I'm serving people, even though perhaps God has very clearly said, no, I I want you to be building this business. It's the way you're going to make kingdom impact. And so then therefore we don't do anything and we, we unsubscribe or we move away from both the hustle and the anti-hustle. And then we're just stuck in the middle. And, you know, yes, we know that James says like faith without works is dead. But I think that sometimes we get caught up in the works defining us mm. or the fear of doing work defining us. And so we struggle right there in the middle.
0: Wow. Yeah. Now I sense that tension. And especially, you know, as believers, you know, a lot of times we feel like we're the ones swimming upstream. Everybody else is going this way and we're you know, yep. trying to do a little bit different um, in what's going on. And that's, it's really hard because we, we tend to look around at, well, this worked for her and this is what she's doing. And, and she says, I should do this. And then somebody else over here says, I shouldn't do this. And somebody over here says, you know, and we get, we get so yeah. many conflicting stories and voices. And then there's our own voice in our head, right. Which is the one, like you talked right. about, he wants to use to distract us from doing anything of value. If you just keep us distracted, then, you know, that's a good day. It really doesn't matter how much we're trying to hustle. So let's kind of, let's let's look at what, what does God say? So like, as you, you know, as you're working with Christian women and you're, and you're talking to them about this, right? Like, great. It's great to know like, Hey, this is Lisa's opinion, or this is Aaron's opinion, or this is whatever. But like, what have you found that God, that God says that can really lead us as Christian women?
1: Yeah. Well, first I want to say the word hustle is not in the Bible. It's not. I read a book by Melinda Fuller, I think it's called Obedience Over Hustle, and she points us to the book of Mark, which, of course, is, you know, this sort of condensed, if you will, because it jumps around a lot to all the different ways that Jesus served. Jesus served small groups. He's he's clearly served large groups, right? But the bottom line is Jesus always, number one, worked with intention. He was intentional about the parables he told in the areas that in the crowds in which he told them he was taking each step with clear intention with the message that he knew that he needed to give to the world. He worked with purpose. He knew his purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, fully God, fully man, knowing what he was marching toward in, in that short three years or so of his ministry. But he knew there was a purpose there. He also had a sense of timing because he knew that he had a very short time to get this message out. He used leverage, right? All of the things that we sort of hear, around um, certain business models, you know he he sent out the 12 and the 12 sent it out to the world right and so he he was very intentional and, and very much working on purpose and he had a sense of timing. and I think the most important thing that Jesus did is he always sought his father always 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 right And so I believe that we can emulate Jesus in redefining hustle so redefining hustle to mean working with intention. Working with purpose, working with a sense of time and timing, always seeking our father's guidance, starting and ending our day with the Lord, right? And using our time in the best way to impact the kingdom and what he's given us to do. You know, your business is a vehicle. Mm. It is a vehicle for you reflecting Christ's light in the world. There will be people who will encounter you. Whom you never would have crossed paths with except because of your business. And you may be the only reflection of Jesus that they ever get. Mm. And so it's very intentional and purposeful what God has given you to do. So now how do we do that in a way that's calm and peaceful and even joyful? And yes, knowing there will be hard times and yes, knowing there will be ups and downs, and yes, knowing there will be times that we have to work hard, but how do we not let that consume us, tie our identity to the work ethic and the working hard and and step out to reflect Christ's light? And I believe that that is exactly what, for me, that God gave me to let me know that this idea of, re- of redefining hustle is to work like Jesus. That's what the Bible shows us. We know that throughout scripture, we're called to be his co-laborers. We know we are to work for God and not for men, right? We know that we are supposed to take action because faith without works is dead, right? There's so many scriptures that we could turn to. The biggest one that I, for me, underpins everything that I do is John 15, 4 and 5. Because Jesus is the vine and we are the branch, So we are always nourished by him. We are never nourished by the temporal things of the world. We like to think that we could be, but without him, we can do nothing. So then therefore, what does it benefit us and what value do we bring to be running around frantic like crazy, trying to make things happen in a business instead of letting him define and direct us and then putting discipline around what he's given us to do?
0: you know, that's so true. And when you think about Jesus and you think about his life, he was not sitting around eating bonbons, right? Ever. He was getting up when it was dark to go spend time with his father. He was always had people around him and yet he was never hurried. You know, he was busy, right? Just in the sense of like that, that neutral definition of what busy is having things that are filling your time, but he was never hurried. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you think about it, he like, he wasn't just being productive. He wasn't just checking things off boxes. Okay. Visited this town check. Okay. Talk to this kind of person check. You know, he was very purposeful. And I I've kind of coined the phrase purposivity because I think productivity is something that we fall into and it kind of really ties into the hustle culture. I'm just being productive versus I'm really just living up my purpose. He knew what his purpose was. Right. because, Like you said, he spent time with a father. And that, you know, that drove then how he spent his time, um, and what, and him welcoming interruptions, right? Because us hustle harder people, we right. don't want like interruptions. interruptions not I don't have time yeah. for you to barge into yeah. my
1: <laughs> space right That's now. Right. Way,
0: I got things to do, right?
1: Oh. Right, right. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. I, I love what you said that like, he didn't have this checklist, like, okay, it's time to go. I need to, uh, I need to talk to a Samaritan woman right here. Right. Oh, wait, I, I need to, I need to heal these people. Like, no, 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 no. He did what his father gave him to do, but you're right. He didn't sit around. Yeah. Uh-uh. And at the same time, he always took time for rest.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Cause he was often yeah. sleeping, right. When other people were worrying and fearful of what was going on around them.
1: That's right.
0: Yes. The other word that came to me when you talked about a sense of timing is urgency. Right. And I think urgency can also have a negative connotation. Like if I'm I'm urgent about something, it's like this forced, you know, hustle because of some time constraint and yet urgency can be a, a healthy thing when it's towards things that are eternal, right? Like he only had three years of direct ministry, right. To, to, to share what he had come to share. So there was a healthy sense of urgency that was driving him forward um, yeah. to do and say the things that he was doing and spend his time the way that, that he did.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, that makes all the difference. Know, it does. And you know, sometimes I feel like we get caught up in that urgency. I don't know about you, but there are some days where I wake up and I'm, I can feel my anxiety already. Right. Like I'm churning is what I call it. Cause that's what it feels like. And I'll get up and I'll go for a walk with my husband. I'll come home and, and I'm, I'm like, Clinging to the word because I just know that's the only thing that's going to make me stop this spiral. That's, that's that negative side of urgency. But when you think about we're never promised tomorrow, we are but a vapor, right? Our urgency can be, okay, so Lord, what is most important mm. for, from your list, Lord, that you want me to get done today? And how, how do we go and do that with a sense of urgency to say, Not for works, but to say like, yes, Lord, here I am, send me, use me. We want to be used up, right? Right. At the end of our lives, we want to be so used up for the Lord. We all, of course, want to hear, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. But we just want to be used in the best way possible. That's where purpose is, right? And so how can we be urgent about the eternal things? I love how you said that.
0: And what also came to mind too is you were saying that we want to be used up for him, but in order for that to happen, we have to be filled up by him first, because we can't pour from an empty cup, right? Like I could have all the great intentions of doing all these things for him, and if I'm not filling up with him first, and like you said, asking That's him right. what matters most yeah. to you in in this season or in this That's day, it. then I'm just wasting right. a lot of time. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Talk us through, I heard you Mm -hmm. say that you decided to let God drive. I love that analogy because, Mm -hmm. you know, like we just got home from a road trip. So man, my husband drove that entire trip. It was amazing. I got to be in the passenger seat. Mm -hmm. I could work on stuff if I wanted to. I could listen to a podcast. I could, you know, just look out the window. I could do all these things because I wasn't having to drive. Um, So like Mm -hmm. when you redefined hustle for you, what changed for you uh, and how did that impact not only your walk with the Lord, but how did that also impact the way you use your time?
1: Well, I am a terrible backseat driver. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> that while I moved over to the passenger seat to let Jesus literally take the wheel, he I, I, I can sense sometimes he was like, shh, 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 it's okay. I got it. Right? Like, aren't you going to get off here, Lord? Like, wait a minute. My map says there. For me, I summarize it as uh, ambitious woman gets lost on her way to the top, finds Jesus. He says, why don't you let me drive and you hold this map, the Bible. And then after much, a very long road trip, which is still happening and lots of pruning and lots of him taking exits that I definitely did not see on my map. He said, go and share this with, with my ambitious daughters. Mm -hmm. To me, what changed that day, I gave my life to Christ and, and, you know, sanctification obviously is a process. So it's still happening, but suddenly I saw my business very differently Mm. And I saw how I had been so trapped in pride and idolatry, even, and I hate this word, but even gluttony, mm. right? Like, yes, I know if I have more, I can give more and I can do more, totally get it. But more for the sake of more is where I was, trying to fill this this hole that it was a Jesus-shaped hole, but I didn't know it. So what changed for me is that, You know, the Lord gives us the desires of our heart. It doesn't mean that he gives you everything you want. It means the desires that are in your heart are his. And so I started to see a shift immediately in that. Like the things that I wanted to go for, the incentives that I, that sort of I lost a taste for, right? That wasn't important to me anymore. And I sort of did sort of the sideways look in the mirror, like, who are you? (laughs) Right? You are the incentive girl. Like You are the going for it all the time, right? So that was one of the things that immediately changed for me. And then I had been honestly talking a really good game about serving. I had talked a really good game about serving, right? At the time of my life where Jesus was like this guy and the universe and law of attraction mashup for me. But after I was saved, I realized that I had done a disservice, certainly to the Lord and certainly to those that I had been trying to serve, because all I was doing is projecting That, that frantic, frazzled way of hustle onto all of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and as he, as he peeled away the layers and continues to, I realized more and more that walking in the center of his will, it's just like you said, when your husband was driving, walking in the center of God's will is like floating in his river. Sometimes you still got to paddle, you know? but I'm no longer trying to grab the wheel from him. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's a shift inside and out, right? Like it starts in the heart in trusting
1: and then that's it's
0: right. letting go right in the, okay, I don't have to have my hands on everything. And I don't know about you, but it's something I have to keep coming back to. Cause like you said, it's really oh. easy to take that wheel back or reach out or, but what if, or, Hey, God, did you think about this way? And then I'm reminded, your, your plans are always better than mine. Why do I
1: try to insert myself? He self- already knows. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so- I love that you said like you come back to it because it is a practice and it is a choice to be in that practice. Daily, daily, I'm either on the floor behind me in my office, like face down, like, show me, Lord. Um, or I'm saying, this is your business, Lord. This is yours. Mm-hmm. You show me like, I don't care if the numbers don't add up. Your calculator is bigger than mine, but that is a choice. And it is a daily practice.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was a DIY girl for so long, not only in trying to figure <laughs> out myself, but doing it without him. And it was like, I would do my Jesus time and check that box, but then he would stay right. at my prime time spot and I would go off to the rest of my day, whether it was my business or my family or my health or whatever it was. And that's really, that's, the- right. that's happened in my life for the past few years is like, Nope. God's with me. Like we do this together. Like it's this constant, like ongoing conversation and and thought of how can we do this together? And then it is, then we're working well together. We're working hard together, but it's not hustle. It's mm. intention. Right. And it's that. That's that right. So I'm thinking about that woman who's listening right now, who she's, she's just a busy Christian woman. She's, you know, She's she's struggling, um, in, and she maybe is kind of erring on the side like you and I of being more the more hustle harder, you know, I'll just fix this with a little bit more elbow grease. What would you say to her um, that would help encourage her and help her get going in the right direction?
1: Have you talked to God today? Ooh. Hmm. Have you talked to him? Have you asked him, Lord, where do you want me to serve today? Hmm. Uh, I have these questions. I'm looking over at my monitor and I have these questions. Whom can I serve that needs my services and my expertise? How can I best glorify you in my work today? Mm -hmm. Um, Where are you working that I can join you, Lord? So have you talked to God today? Because so often you've been doing this whole series um, recently about the phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so often we get up and we're all automatically like, oh, I'm up. Let me check my, no, 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 no. Have you talked to God today? And, and this is a daily practice for me. So if you're feeling that, first of all, I want to honor and acknowledge that it's no surprise that you feel that way. We, our world is moving a mile a minute and, and there is a, so much noise and chaos, but God is not a God of chaos. And so if you're feeling that churning, stop and say, have I talked to God today? I was with, visiting my daughter in Philly. And one of her friends has a habit of leaving her keys in her apartment and not in her own apartment and then locking the door. So now my daughter has this, this thing when she leaves every day, she says, do you have your keys? Yes, I have my keys. And it's like this cute (laughs) little toddler thing, right? She's 23, but it's the same. It's the same for us, right? Like, have I talked to God today? No, I haven't. Let me go do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And the sooner we can ask that question in our day, The better, you know, the different, how much different the day is going to go. It may not be as we have planned, but it's going to be so much better when we're doing that together. And it, you know, really reminds me of, are we, am I working for God or am I working with God? Because there is a big difference Mm. right in those Mm -hmm. two well, you and That's I can right. talk a little bit long about faith and time and, you know, and that intention that we need to have and all of that. And um, so I want to just end this by, you know, you've given us so many great nuggets and things like that. You know, I know you've got, you know, some, some uh, things that you can offer those who want to dive a little bit deeper. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you have to offer and where people can best find you.
1: Yeah, so the best place to find me is really uh, my website, com slash explore. When you go to the explore page, you're going to see my free download, the four keys to redefine hustle. So go download that. That'll put you on my email list. Um, find my podcast there, the Redefining Hustle podcast, all my social media, et cetera. That's the best place. And, you know, yes, I do one-on-one coaching and I have a group coaching program, but get to know me you know, listen to the podcast, look at my content, like just get to know what I'm about and how I show up. And then, yeah, definitely. If God is leading you to work with a Christian business coach who, you know, came out of corporate, started a business, you know, and you're in that place where you have outward success, like all of the signs of success are there and, and evidence, but you have inward turmoil There is a disconnect between your faith and your business, and I could be the coach to help you with that. So get to know me, and then let's have a conversation.
0: I love that because I always like to say I don't want to learn from someone who doesn't share the same values and doesn't have the same kind of lifestyle that I'm wanting to create. There are a lot of hustle harder coaches out there, right? But that's doing this from a different place uh, in our heart. And so, yes, I will vouch. I will vouch for Erin that she is a great person to get to know. You'll be so glad that you did. So. Well, thank you so much, Erin. I appreciate you you being on here and, and helping us have this conversation about redefining hustle and then doing something different about it. It's one thing to redefine it. It's another thing to actually change it. And like you said, it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight, but it does start with recognizing that we've been defining it the world's way for too long and it's time to make a change. So thanks so much for bringing that to our attention and giving us some tools to step forward.
1: Oh, well, it's an honor. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So, what was an aha, aka mic drop moment, for you? That's the question we're asking inside the free Redeem Her Time community. So, hop on over to redeemhertime.com forward slash community to join the conversation. And by the way, there's still time to get in before we start the free Let's Ruthlessly Eliminate Hurry Together challenge. I think hustle and hurry are synonymous, don't you? So, my aha moment? Well, I'm looking at a full page of scribbled notes from our talk, so there are so many to choose from. But the one that I starred is, do I have a daily practice of asking, have you talked to God today? That causes us to slow down, not speed up. So simple, yet so transformational. And so the opposite of the negative definition of hustle we discussed. Because ambitious, driven Lyssa from back in the day would have asked, what can you do more of today? and then end up dropping on bed at the end of the day, exhausted and unfulfilled too. Want to connect with Erin and get to know her too? I'll be sure to drop her link in the show notes for you so you can go check her out and grab her free four keys tool. She's a gem for sure. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear, so would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women just like you Find real life answers to. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15 minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.